Spinair School, the podcast. Spinair School, and we are so delighted to have a very special guest on this morning's show, Professor Luke O'Neill. Professor Luke O'Neill, I think it's fair to say that you have become one of our COVID celebrities. Can we give you that title? That's a strange two words together. Who would have thought there'd be celebrities in COVID? But but it's maybe kind of true. Yes, <laughs> but who would have thought it? Yes, incredible, isn't it? The way this has suddenly become this huge thing, this explosion of science going on and then I'm, I'm very happy to talk about it in the media just to tell people my, my knowledge of these things I'm sharing my knowledge so it's been a bit of a privilege as well yeah for sure and like look I know that it's a horrific reality we're all living through but living through something like a pandemic that no one has ever seen the likes of before must be a little bit exciting can I use that word in terms of science it is it is a bit exciting yeah and what's amazing is like every day there's a new scientific fact about this virus or about the pandemic and us scientists we love to see new stuff actually if you're a scientist you're looking for novelty the whole time you want to discover something new about something any branch of science really and then when you see this new stuff coming at us the whole time and we're learning so much about the immune system about viruses about how diseases spread from this COVID-19 situation so it's been hugely is the word exciting it's certainly been hugely sort of innovative and we're learning so much about things which which and if you're a scientist that definitely excites you the topic of our debate this morning on spinner skull is science and science as a leaving cert subject so as you know the science course is vast for leaving cert you can study biology chemistry physics ag science i'd imagine luke o'neill you were the type of leaving cert student who did all three Yes. Well, you're right. I mean, in my case, I love biology. You know, that really got me going. And I, I, and I became a biologist, actually, on the back of the leave in certain many ways. I had a really good biology teacher. I did chemistry as well. Didn't do physics for the leaving, actually, because I found that a bit tricky. But then when I went to university, of course, I had to do physics and learn lots of physics in first year. And I, I mean, it's a fantastic set of subjects, isn't it? And some students are doing all three still, I imagine. Are they? I'm not sure what the options are. Yeah. But certainly, uh, you can't beat doing science in school anyway. Because even though you mightn't become a scientist, you learn the scientific method and that can inform you in many ways. And, and in fact, I think in a democracy, it's very important for people to be scientifically literate because big issues like climate change, COVID-19, all these things come in, you know, so having that training in science that, that the Leaving Cert gives you can be useful in all kinds of ways. Yeah, for sure. Now, I've got a few Leaving Cert related questions that I want to ask you about science. I'm sure that you've heard in the media yesterday, uh, Minister Foley's announcement that there is now going to be an option for students. They will be able to decide between predictive grades or sitting a written exam in June. I guess if you have to think back to your Leaving Cert and you were given that choice, what would your thoughts have been? It's very tough isn't it? Because it's very hard because I wonder what the system's going to be. I haven't got enough detail, have we? What's, what's this predicted grades thing? I mean, it's not going to be based on past performance, I believe. Is that right? So they're yep. going to be assessing them in the next few weeks, aren't they? And now maybe that's advantageous because it's, it's not so much going into one single exam for three hours, you know, like if you do biology, you've got to sit down on that particular day in June or whatever it is, haven't you? So maybe that's a bit of an advantage. It's a tricky one though, isn't it? I'm not sure. Maybe on the other hand, you might wait and do it all in one go, like lancing a boil in some ways. Maybe, maybe that's more advantageous. I'd like to see a bit more detail, though, I think, on what, what this uh, assessment's going to actually look like. I think our, our Leaving Cert students are screaming out for more clarity, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it was something that's really disheartened me, actually, and I found it so upsetting over the course of recording this show, in particular, uh, talking about science. A lot of our lovely Leaving Cert students have remarked that um, they've actually lost their love of science because they're studying science remotely. They're out of the lab environment they're learning online and they don't have that same excitement especially around things like chemistry so what would your advice be to students like that 
It's very tough, isn't it? I think it's the same across all subjects, to be honest, because trying to do it remotely is hardly ideal, you know, and especially in science, the lab work is often really important to do experiments and see things practically in practicals and so on. So all I would say is just stick it out. You know, if, if you loved it before, you will love it again, you know, and just get through these few months. I mean, where are we now? Middle of February, March, three or four months, and then it'll be all done in a way, you know, but make sure you stick at it and don't, don't be too downhearted by it. Just imagine what the joy was like before. Keep that in your mind is the, is the best advice, I think. That's good advice. And uh, can I ask you on the flip side of that coin for students who detest science? Because I know there are some people who, you know, think it's just a lot of learning off definitions. Yeah, that's disappointing, isn't it? When people have that view, because it is the best thing ever. You see, science is <laughs> I would say that, wouldn't I? But uh, no, it doesn't, if, you, if you think it's like that, I don't know what to say. Maybe read a bit of science fiction. You never know. <laughs> or, or, or come at it from a different angle. And, or watch a documentary on Netflix or whatever. Because science is superb. It's a joyous thing in many ways. And remember, it's really about satisfying your curiosity. That's all science actually is. Even though it looks like a list of facts and, you know, all these very boring apparent things in chemistry and chemical reactions and all that. It can come across as that sometimes, especially in textbooks, it can seem a bit dull. But remember, the only motivation is to solve your curiosity. You know, are you interested in the natural world? And science helps you sort of satisfy that, 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 that yearning we have for understanding things. So try and think about the joy of it more than anything else. I love that. Well said. Um, Luke, the reason we've asked you onto the podcast and onto the show this morning is because we want to chat a little bit about careers in science and students who have put science down on their CAO forms and are hoping to study science at third level. What is so great, Luke O'Neill, about a career in science? Well, I, would, I wouldn't start with that, interestingly. I, I, I would start, never do a thing because you're going to get a job out of it. That, that's kind of a, even though that's in our minds, of course, it is, we all want to make a living, don't we? But never have that as your motivation initially. Only do it because you like it and you enjoy it. Now, if you don't do that, you won't do well in it. I mean, imagine dragging yourself through college and you hate physics and you're doing a physics degree. That'd be a nightmare, wouldn't it? You'll never, even if you're extremely smart, even if you're Einstein, kind of, you won't perform well if you don't enjoy something. So first and foremost, do it because you enjoy it. That's the first and for, the most important piece of advice I would give people. Now, of course, when you're doing the leaving, you're not sure what you enjoy. I mean, even in my case, English was my favorite subject in school. Bi biology came a bit later, you know, so it's hard to know exactly what you're interested in. If you have any inkling at all of liking biology or chemistry, then that's the starting point, right? Then do a degree in that area, again, based on what you enjoy and what you like, and then many career paths open up to you. A science degree is very valuable, not just in science, but outside science as well. Because employers know you learn all these great skills you see. You learn computer skills, you learn to look at data, you know, analyze data, you know, you learn how to be objective, look at the evidence. Science is all about examining the evidence and coming to a conclusion. That's really what science is. And that applies to any walk of life. So scientific training then is seen as a really powerful thing to have anyway, even outside science. And then within science, sure, the career paths are endless. You can do whatever you like. You can do a PhD like I did, you know, which is a research career and become a research scientist if you want. And that might mean getting a job in industry or in academia, in a research institute. The whole world opens up, actually, if you're a scientist, because when COVID is over and we can travel again, you can go anywhere in the world with a science degree. 
working with a PhD. If you want to live in New York, in Boston, or whatever it is, you can go there, you know. So it's a very international pursuit as well. And then outside that, then, there's many jobs in science. I mean, Ireland is, for example, I think we have nine of the top 10 pharmaceutical companies. They take on many, many science graduates, you know. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about the career prospects at this stage, actually. I would just do it because you enjoy it. What are some of the most exciting science courses, in your opinion, at the moment, or, you know, areas to study in science? Immunology. How about that? <laughs> well, what COVID has done is interesting. It's put the focus on certain branches of science, immunology being a big one, virology, the science of viruses, you know, uh, epidemiology, that's the science of data, really, and numbers and projections and so on. So they've got a big kick because of this, remember. And we have lots of courses in immunology in Trinity, for example. You can do an MSc in immunology if your first degree wasn't immunology, for example. I guess biomedical in general. Now, I would say this because it's my area, you know, uh, but the biomedical sciences are very, very exciting simply because new discoveries are coming along all the time. Now, we, we would be changing our courses. So every, and this sounds terrifying. You learn the basics, obviously, and you got to go through. It's like learning a language. You learn the vocabulary and then you can get really advanced later, you know. So we're updating our courses to take on board these new developments, you see. And, and remember, it's, it's not easy. So that's the other thing I'd say to people. You have to, like anything. I suppose. Well, you got, you got to put effort in. And science does take a bit of commitment because you've got to learn all this terminology and various aspects before you can, you got to, you know, learn, learn to walk before you can run kind of territory, you see. Now, finally, you get into your final year and then you might have chosen a specific degree, again, based on interest is very important. And then you do your first research project. And that's a great moment, actually, because now you really are in a lab. And even in my lab, some people discover things in their, in their research project, which is tremendous because the, the real thrill of a scientist actually is to, to see something for the first time that nobody's seen before. And it takes a while to get to that point because you have to be, you know, up to speed on many things. But that's the ultimate goal. And then outside biomedical, I think nanotech is huge, obviously, you know, and that's, that's, a, that's sort of a, a kind of a physics chemistry hybrid in a way, huge developments in that thing. You, you, I guess what I think of it is what does the future need? If you think about that for a minute. Now, the future needs new medicines for COVID-19, for example, or many diseases. That's a, that's a big area. Climate change is a huge one. We need many innovations to come to deal with climate change. And there are two sort of big themes at the moment. So, so those are the things to be thinking about. What, what do we need into the future and how can science help us in many ways is the question. Loads of food for thought there for our students tuning in this morning. Um, we have some questions from our students. This is Calum. He is a Leaving Cert student in St. John the Baptist School in Limerick. There's been a lot of uncertainty around the return to school um, and it doesn't seem like there's any metric. Um, like I know Gary Gannon came out yesterday, the Social Democrat, and called for a metric to be published for, to show how safe it is for, for students and teachers to return to school. And I'd just be interested to see what's your take on when it will be safe to return to school and what it will take to be safe. Well, it's hard to get a precise metric, in fact. I mean, that sounds a bit unusual. It's a bit of an inaccurate science in many ways. Uh, and what you get is a kind of an overall opinion based on different studies combined. And the CDC in America have said it's safe to open schools if you follow certain practices. Uh, and that's based on two or three studies around the world. A great study in Norway looked at the risk of infection in schools and they said it was low based on their numbers. You can't get a precise metric or a precise number. And I think the thing to say is this, it's kind of a common sense issue in a way because we know keeping schools closed is very damaging. 
and you're weighing that up against the risk of opening them in terms of causing disease and the risk is definitely if you keep the schools closed you're going to cause more harm in general and that's an overall viewpoint that I would agree with you know and it kind of gets a bit sociological more than scientific in a way so so it's a hard one to get a precise number on it must be said. We have one last question from David Wright. David is in Lucan Community College. For the Leaving Cert one of my favourite topics in physics is astrophysics but I'm unsure what career paths that could lead me to in Ireland. Could you clarify maybe where you can go from there if you studied in college? Well, you can't beat a physics degree. Let's start with that because people who do physics, they're very good with numbers. They're very good, you know, with data, with computers, all that sort of stuff is a key part of physics. So if you get any kind of physics degree, that can lead you into all kinds of things. Finance. You know, many financial institutions take on physicists, amazing as it may seem, because of that level of numeracy is huge. You know, mathematical ability is massive. So that's the first thing to say. Astrophysics, uh, I think there's, there's a good, I think UCD is very good in astrophysics, I mean, there's good degree programs there. Where will it lead? Good question. Maybe you'll become a spaceman. I don't know. <laughs> and why wouldn't that be a good goal to have anyway? You know, but I think in terms of becoming an astrophysicist, that would involve doing a PhD next. And you can do that in UCD and in Maynooth, and that takes about three years after. And then you may well get a job in, in, in the science of astrophysics. And that will be in places like academia, in universities, you might get a job as an academic. Or indeed, who knows, NASA, the European Space Agency, I'm sure they take on astrophysicists as well. Again, the message there would be, if astrophysics is your passion, go for it for definite. And if you're zealous and you work hard, you may get a job as an astrophysicist eventually. Professor Luke O'Neill, it's been fantastic to chat to you. If you found yourself back doing the Leave Insert in June, what would your advice be to 17-year-old Luke O'Neill? Looking back now and everything you've studied and all the knowledge you've gained over your years in science, uh, what would you be saying to yourself heading into the biology and chemistry exam? Well, in the words of Jack Black in that movie, um, School of Rock, just give up, quit, no one is <laughs> I would say, <laughs> great. <laughs> just get stuck in. Here, here, here's a lesson which I learned myself. You've got a three or four month period ahead of you now. Just give it your all. now, And then you can skive off in June and have a great summer. Let's hope we've opened up to some extent as a country with COVID. But just get stuck in. Listen to your teachers. Sadly, it's a terrible thing to say cram, you know, learn the stuff. Because it's easy. I wouldn't say it's easy, but with science, it is fact-based. And it can be a bit dull, as we discussed earlier. But now is your chance. Get stuck in. Study as much as you can. I know it's a painful thing to suggest, but it's, it's only three or four months of your life now. And just get stuck in as best you can. Brilliant. So well said, Professor Luke O'Neill. It has been fantastic to chat to you on Spinner Skull. We're so grateful that you took the time this morning. So, Gurmila Mahagat. Thanks a million. That's lovely. Thanks a lot. Spinner Skull, the podcast.